Stones from the Shepherd's Purse, Chapter 4, Preaching, God's Ordained Method. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and bring clad tidings of good things. Romans 1014 14-15 For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. Even a casual study of the Bible reveals the person of God is methodical. Indeed, he is concerned with detail, order, and purpose. Jesus reminds us that God is very much aware of even the seemingly mundane, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Luke 12:7. However, today's theology promotes a deity who seems disordered, haphazard, and unconcerned with specifics. Nothing could be more untrue of the Almighty. When God told Noah to build an ark, he gave him detailed instructions including the dimensions, how tall, long, and wide, the placement of the door and window, and even the materials to use, pitch and gopher wood, etc. So specific were the plans for the tabernacle and the wilderness that it addressed the color of the linens and the hems and the priestly garments. Solomon's temple was a complex architectural project. Do we suppose God would simply bless just any four walls thrown together? Time and time again we see Israel defeating her enemies, but only when her leaders adhered to the strict battle orders of God. The Bible reveals that the true work of God will always be preceded by adherence to the design and method of God. In other words, God never commands men to do without telling them how to do. Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate, is referred to as the way. This confirms that God has a very specific model, a divine system, if you will, in executing his eternal purposes. To suggest that God will reward or otherwise overlook spiritual sloppiness is to deny the plain biblical facts. No man has the liberty to, de to deviate from this way or Christ and call himself a Christian. And remember, narrow is the way. As a spiritual manual, God has given us his word. As a divine guide, he has given us his spirit. In all things, we must be conformed to the word and led by the spirit. This alone constitutes the way. The man that fears God realizes that the slightest deviation from Christ will reap the gravest repercussions. Likewise, in evangelism, it's not just the desire to do, but evangelizing the way God reveals that it should be done. Obedience in the Great Commission is not only a willingness to declare God's message, but also surrendering to the method and way God wants his message delivered. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. John 14, 23 it means following God's prescribed instructions, regardless of popular opinion or the nature of the response. However, 
The great problem with the professing church today is her independence from God and her uneasiness with His Word. When confronted with biblical evangelism, most churchgoers today say, You will never win anyone to Jesus with these methods. Or they will suspiciously ask, How many people have you prayed with today? For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. It's absurdity. Silly. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 18. The modern church, in her failure to obey the Great Commission according to the biblical pattern, professes to be wiser than Jesus himself. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 16.25 Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Jeremiah 6.16 I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Acts 26, 9. In this chapter, I want to look at two absolutes expressed in the Word of God regarding God's plan for evangelism. Preaching is God's ordained means to communicate the gospel. Please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. How can we define preaching? In the original languages, the words generally translated preach or preaching literally mean to call out, to cry, to proclaim, to pronounce, to publish, a herald or public crier. Moreover, we also have the record of Scripture to define itself in regards to preaching. We have many examples of preaching given to us in the Bible. When Jesus commanded us to go into all the world and preach, he didn't mean have puppet shows or rock concerts or bingo night. No, he meant to do as he did. Adhering to the definition of preaching, framed by God's word, and the examples contained therein. Preaching can have no substitute or rivals. To discount or retire it is to discount and retire God. E.M. Bounds The pattern is confirmed by Christ, the living way, as well as the apostles and the early church. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching. Mark 1.14 When Christ came on the scene, he was a public crier, a herald of divine truth, a preacher of the gospel. He didn't concentrate on the ecclesiastical order of accepted religion, nor did he address the higher criticisms of celebrated education. He came preaching, lifting up his voice in the open air to the common man. Apart from Jesus' deity, his next leading characteristic was his identity as a preacher. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach. Luke 14, 18 Thus Jesus is the pattern. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 17 There is no plan B. There is no alternative or less offensive scheme. God ordained preaching. Christ demonstrated the Father's mind, and now he commands his church to follow. Some might argue, such archaic and outdated methods will never reach the masses. 
The salvation of the human soul was impressed upon me. I felt ablaze with a desire to go through the length and breadth of wells to tell of the Savior, and had it been possible, I was willing to pay God for doing so. Evan Roberts Jesus didn't have a promoter, a rock band to open his meetings, or a radio station to advertise his miracles. Yet the Bible says, And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Luke 4.37 This does not mean he was popular. It means he was well known, and his reputation preceded him. When the apostles left the upper room, filled with the Holy Ghost, they didn't change God's method, but instead were given power to fulfill it. And he commanded us to preach unto the people, and to testify that he is which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Acts 10.42 When the early church was persecuted because of the unpopularity of their master and their message, they didn't alter God's plan. But they were scattered, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Acts 8.4 Just because sinners declare, we don't like your preaching, it turns me off, this does not give us a license to alter God's ordained means to communicate the gospel. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. 2 Timothy 4.2 We simply argue that the cross be raised again at the center of the marketplace as well as the steeple of the church. We are recovering the claim that Jesus was not crucified in a cathedral between two candles, but on a cross between two thieves on the town garbage heap, at a crossroads so cosmopolitan that they had to write his title in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek, at the kind of place where cynics talk about smut and thieves curse and soldiers gamble, because that is where he died, and that is what he died about. And that is where churchmen ought to be, and what churchmen should be about. George MacLeod Oh to God that the church would once again find herself in the highways and the byways where God ordained her to be. Sadly, instead of preaching the gospel, the modern church has sought to market the gospel, bending it to appease the spiritual palate of sinful man. Who are we to question the divine genius of God Almighty? Preaching is God's governmental wisdom in action. As representatives, ambassadors for God's kingdom, we go unwelcomed, unwanted, uninvited, using legal terms such as judge, judgment, witness, false witness, testimony, testify, pardon, etc. We must make sinners cognizant of their impending doom by the sting of God's holy law and offer the only remedy for their sin, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We are charged to go, and we must obey. Without preaching, the gospel cannot be heard. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans 10, 14-15 This passage is explicit. Without biblical preaching, there can be no salvation. 
Why are there so little conversions in this hour? Perhaps it is because there is so little real preaching. Without the holy proclamation of God's word, sinners will remain in darkness, bondage, and death. The city is going to hell. Yes, the world is going to hell, and must go on, till the church finds out what to do to win souls. Charles G. Finney The only hope for our generation is holy men, filled with the Holy Ghost, declaring this holy gospel. We are debtors to all the world. We are called to warn everyone, to exhort everyone, if by any means we may save some. John Wesley Notice, the preacher must be sent, meaning three things. He must be prepared, he must be God-ordained, and he must go. Where is the preacher, the evangelist, going? The passage doesn't say the sinner is coming to the preacher, but rather the preacher is bringing the gospel to the sinner. The true evangelist is sent. He's going out. He's walking among. He's bringing the word. He's confronting the sinner on his own ground. Many protest. That's not my calling. I beg your pardon? If you will simply read the Bible and believe it. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Luke 14.23 The entire church is under the obligation to fulfill the Great Commission, which simply means every local church must be dedicated to biblical evangelism. Those who affected their generation for God were those who prayed and those who preached. Moses speaks to Israel. Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. Deuteronomy 32.3 God used Gideon to speak. Now therefore go to, proclaim in the ears of the people. Judges 7.3 True godly wisdom lifts her voice in public. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. Proverbs 1.20-21 Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Proverbs 8, 1-3 Isaiah the prophet said, Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. Isaiah thirteen two. The prophet Ezekiel was encouraged to go and to speak. Cry and howl, son of man, for it shall be upon my people. It shall be upon all the princes of Israel. Terrors by reason of the sword shall be upon my people. Smite therefore upon thy thigh. Ezekiel 21.12 The prophet Joel was told, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Joel 3.9 Jonah was sent to a wicked city. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Jonah 1, 2. And the list goes on and on. In fact, every preacher in the Bible, every last one, was an open-air preacher. Church, if we don't go, who will? How shall they hear without a preacher? Romans ten fourteen. 
May God give us grace to embrace God's ordained method of evangelism, preaching. No sort of defense is needed for preaching outdoors, but it would take a very strong argument to prove that a man who has never preached beyond the walls of his meeting house has done his duty. A defense is required for services within buildings rather than for worship outside of them. William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army.